25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome in to the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, say it with me, but lean away from the microphone. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau insurance in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. How y'all are? Hope you're doing well. Beaver here in the studio today. Excited to get a chance to hang out with Beaver for a couple of hours. And of course with you, and there's lots of ways for you to do it. Uh, be a part of the show. But first, Beaver, are you a coffee drinker? I am not. You're not? Check this out. Can you hear this? You hear oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you ought to that s- special mug you got. Oh, you ought to see it. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm not using the special mug today. I'm using the uh, the old classic Yeti tumbler that I got from uh, Divinity Equipment up in Madison. Plug! Didn't even plan it. That's how we do it in pro radio right there, Beaver. <laughs> I didn't even plan that, but this really is a Yeti tumbler that I got from Divinity Equipment in Madison, right there on Highway 51. And I poured some fresh, hot, leftover coffee from Brad. <laughs> I know that's an oxymoron, so y'all leave me alone. Fresh, hot, leftover coffee from this morning. It was in my thermos from High Point Roasters in New Albany. So, Beaver, one day, one day, Beaver, when you mature to the point that you become a co- a coffee drinker. <laughs> I, it, look, I didn't drink coffee when I was young either, and you're young. And now I'm getting older, and I drink a lot of coffee. And I order my coffee and get it from High Point Roasters in New Albany. That's just a fact. Make it every morning at about 5 a.m., pour the what's left over in the thermos and save it until the radio show and sip on it throughout the radio show. And it's – hey, I don't know if you've noticed this, Beaver. You've been so busy. To I can't imagine – what your days have been like, not like you haven't done it before, but I mean, the last couple of days for you at work and stuff, how busy and just kind of like unending the days probably have been for you as you, like on this show, you step in and fill Roger's role. Um, but have you noticed uh, every now and then there are these, I think that in radio, they call them a, a pregnant pause. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like that one right there. Oh, now we know what's actually happening. Now we know. It's all because of the hot coffee. I feel like I feel like I ought to sip on it while it's hot. And the Yeti keeps it a little hotter a little longer. So here we are on uh, this hump day. And so that gives me a reason to hit this button right here. Come on. Come on. It's a hump day. Yeah, you know what? Um, earlier, I was experimenting with this song in my studio, and I turned the the monitor speakers on. Uh, Beaver, 
And when I did, uh, my eight-year-old daughter kind of peeked around the corner. It's like, what is Daddy doing in there? <laughs> she kind of liked it though. Oh, this funky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. <laughs> I like to get freaky in the Burger King bathroom. <laughs> Look, nothing about this song makes any sense whatsoever. None. Here's what we should do. Here's what we should do. Beaver, uh, and this would be stealing an idea. Humpty Hump Hump Day. This would be stealing an idea from a friend of mine who does radio up in Alabama. Uh, and I don't know if they do this anymore. But he had a, um, a guy on his show who kind of produced it for him and did a lot of things. And you hear him. And once a week, uh, they would just print out some rap lyrics and have him read them on the air. Okay. So you're not actually rapping along with the music. You're just taking the lyrics and you're reading them. So like the lyrics to this song, I think it would be a lot of fun to Beaver, maybe every now and then, just have you do it. Or you know what might even be better Hmm. is to have Chris read them. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it? (laughs) Because then we're really stretching out the polar opposite thing going on there. (laughs) Well, you know, you'll get, you've heard him struggle with some text. So what'll happen there, <laughs> what'll happen is he'll get to reading the lyrics, but if it gets like just a little bit dicey in his mind, he'll stop reading it. Is that right? He's a stop, huh? Oh yeah. There, look, I'd say a lot of, a lot of people that text in here, they don't get, but like half their text read because Chris, <laughs> he gets a little, uh, gets a little That's flustered. Great. That's great. Man, and I was looking at when I clicked on the text line a little while ago because, you know, I texted into to the gridiron because Jay White came and sat down in there with y'all and just like took over the show for about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remembered hearing that button on the soundboard where Bo called him Mr. Miserable. Um, yeah. You played it for us. Let's hear it. You got it handy? Uh, one second. Mr. Miserable. Yeah. So when I heard that one day, I asked Roger, I said, what is it? What is that about? And he said, I think Bo started calling Jay Mr. Miserable. So I just wanted to get the story that was behind it while he was in there. That's why I text that in. And of course, whether I don't even know after I text that, I was kind of pulled away and I didn't get to see if there were listening, if there was an answer. But I'm looking at the text line here and man, y'all had, I'm not counting them up. I bet y'all had a hundred text messages during the uh, the gridiron show today. I mean, the text line was loaded down. So if Chris read all of those text messages during his show, it's like all he did was read text messages. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. So great interaction. You think that was because Chris seemed to just have a good time once, and you did too, once Jay got in there? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. But all, I mean, we get... See, here's the thing. Let's dive into Chris Brooks's brain. Mm-hmm. It's a bit cluttered in there. A bit. That's another mm-hmm. thing because you know Chris is a little forgetful sometimes. So <laughs> he'll say, "All right, let's go to the text line," and then he'll read one or two texts, mm-hmm. but then he'll try to answer one of them, oh, and yeah. he'll forget that there's 76 more waiting. So, <laughs> I totally understand it and get it. I really do. You know, and I don't know. I used. I think as you go through stuff, you struggle with different things at different times in your career. Um, the the thing that I think I've done or done the worst job of here over the last year or so for me 
is I'll have a lot of times, Beaver, where I intend to cover something on the show and I'll say, hey, coming up later, we're going to do this or coming up later, I'll tell you this. And I tease it. And then the show gets going down a different path and I never do it. And then it dawns on you later, boy, not only did I not cover that, I actually said I was going to and still didn't cover it. You know, and I, that's got to be bad for the listener. But anyway, I totally get it. Anyway, yeah, it seemed the, like a really uh, fun show today for y'all. The unpaid tease. Mm-hmm, right. You don't get the payoff. Throw a tease out there and never come back to it. That's not good. Hey, look, if uh, you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to hear from you today. Lots of ways for you to be on the show. You can uh, tweet me. You can text. You can call. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. It is 995-1059. That's the number, 601 number. Y'all can see it if you're watching the stream there on Facebook or on Periscope, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Y'all go like the page. Do me a favor. I appreciate that. And maybe even get a notification when we pop a live video out there for you once or twice a day. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. And on the text line, the aforementioned text line, the country-pleasing text. I'm wearing the red, white, and blue country-pleasing hat today there on the stream. We'll turn it around backwards in a little bit. I like to wear my hat backwards, Beaver, because I had someone tell me in a comment on a YouTube video that I posted about a year or two ago. It was a football video. And somebody commented on the YouTube video. It said, dude, you're way too old to wear your hat backwards. And ever since then, I've, in a kind of a rebellious way, I've looked for every opportunity I have to wear my hat backwards. It's like, well, if you tell me I can't do it, then I'm going to do it a lot. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, I like to wear it. And it says, the great thing about the country-pleasing hat is it says it on the backside. You can still see the branding, country-pleasing sausage. So here's a text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. A couple of texts here on the text line. My computer's slow today, so y'all bear with me if you text me, and it takes me a little bit to get to it. Um Lights out. Now, I understand there's a name change, so whoever this is knows who it is. Um, we, he says that we can't have Jake read them because he can't read. Look, y'all need to get the real correct idea about Jake Wimberly, who does uh, the drive in the afternoons here on The Zone. First of all, great guy, very, very, very hard worker, and very intelligent. If you all just knew, he's not only radio man, He's not only businessman, he's like certified, graduated, got a degree hanging on the wall, engineer. And you all know how engineers are. They're left-brained, which doesn't coincide with the right-brain creative, I can read things on the air side of your brain. It has nothing to do with intelligence. He absolutely can read better than you can. He's just a left-brained engineer. That's what he is. He's analytical. That's what he is. Beaver, I'm in the ballpark on Jake, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, other than the reading, Jake is, Jake's brain is solid. <laughs> I mean, you've heard hey. what he does with these numbers. Oh, yeah. it's Look, I'm impressed he just puts the work into it and does it, much less yeah. that he can do it. Hey, but listen to this. Save what you just said in a vacuum, that phrase. You just save it, put it on the soundboard, or send it to me, please. You said, oh, yeah, other than the reading, Jake's brain is 
is just fine. <laughs> Send it to me, please. Uh, got it. 100 grand on the text line. The country please and text 885 ESPN. 885 ESPN. 100 grand says, Whoa, stop the press, Matt. Did I just hear Beaver quote a rap lyric? Wow. He's coming on it. <laughs> and then he says, 100 grand says, and I'm not surprised to hear it. He says, Pretty soon we're going to be asking him to play some boom. Let's do it right now. A little boom for you. 100 grand. And the man Roger is smiling down from heaven because he loved it when we played the Sonic Boom on the show. Come on! Nothing like it. Nothing like the Sonic Boom. Roll your windows down. Ride around the neighborhood. Now, stay six feet from everybody, but turn it up to 11. And uh, Gator Nation on the Country Pleasing Text says, Let's talk sports, Matt. This stuff is so depressing. We need sports. What free agent moves have surprised you so far? Where do you think Cam is going? Anything football, football, we need sports. Basketball, baseball, softball, something. Yeah, going to get into that. This NFL quarterback carousel stuff, Gator Nation, uh, it is the topic in sports. Um, It's dominating the headlines, obviously, and it is very interesting. It's game-changing in some regards, and... um, I will tell you, and I want to come back to this in just a bit. This is not going to be an empty tease because I'm definitely coming back to this. Tom Brady going to Tampa is, in my opinion, not going to be the most impactful quarterback carousel move that we have seen so far. It's another one that you have seen and a name you know. That is the most impactful because of who he is and what team he is going to. And I'll tell you what that is uh, coming up. Right now, though, flip it over here. Divinity Equipment, phone line. Divinity Equipment, your Kubota dealer. They also have Red Max. They also have New Holland. But they are your Kubota dealer, the Big Orange Fleet. Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Divinity Equipment, phone 995-1059. Jay, listening in Baltimore, Maryland. What's up, Jay? Well, hey, man, how you doing? It's been a few days since we spoke last. Sure uh, has. You can only imagine I'm still kind of mourning uh, about our losing baseball season. So I don't have a question about that. So as you know, I've only been listening to the show for, gosh, a little over, like, probably a couple years or so. But the one thing I don't know about is your history, your, your sports history going back to, to high school. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about your football career at, at high school, and, and, and I know you've made uh, comments about, I think you played a little baseball and basketball as well, so I was wondering if you could share with, uh, for the folks that don't know, a little bit about your history. Well, uh, appreciate that, Jay, yeah. Um, yes, pretty simple, I guess. You know, everything for me gravitated towards football the older I got, and I guess that was my best sport Um 
as it, I mean, I guess as it turned out. Yeah, I mean, so um, if I could summarize it without going too long on it, you know, uh, grew up, eat, sleep, breathe, sports. It's all I ever thought about. It's all I ever wanted to be. My dad, you know, growing up as a small kid, there were three things on my agenda every day. That was my dad, okay, who, for me, he might as well have been Babe Ruth because he had played college baseball and his old... He was a catcher at Montevallo, a Division II school in Alabama. And his old wooden bats were in the house and old, you know, helmet with an M on it for Montevallo. You know, his old catcher's mitt, two of them were hanging around the house. And so I just, it's just the coolest thing. You know, he was my hero and he was a baseball guy. And so baseball, the Atlanta Braves and hunting and fishing. That was it. That was little Matt's agenda. Uh, until he grew up and you know what happens and all of a sudden he discovers girls, you know? So that's kind of, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like the classic American tale, you know, but I didn't pay attention to football. I didn't know anything really about football. I didn't watch a lot of football until I started getting older. Um, right around 14, 13 or 14, this would have been about 1990 or so. I was somewhere near close to about the seventh or eighth grade. I started realizing that and, and and you know that everybody around me in Alabama was football crazy, and we grew up going to high school football games like and watching them there at Russellville. But then I'd go home and dream about baseball, and um, but I was growing real big, real fast, and so I went out for and played football for the first time in my life in the eighth grade. I had not played prior to that. I'd always played baseball, basketball. And that first year playing football, I was a little faster than most of my teammates. I was a little bigger than most of my teammates. I was a little stronger than most of my teammates. And so the coaches played me in all these different positions. I'd never done it before, but the first day we went to practice, Jay, I loved it. And I'm knocking people down, and they're knocking me down. I love the contact, the hitting. It was just the adrenaline rush that I was getting from wearing these pads and running into people was just it was intoxicating. The first weekend after my first week of organized football, I talked to a neighbor of mine who's a friend of mine. He's a pastor now in LaGrange, Georgia, a guy named Cade Ferris. We were saying, man, I talked Cade into let's take our pads home, helmet, shoulder pads, and let's just get out in the yard on Saturday and tackle each other, you know? <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. Well, after about 10 minutes of it, he was like, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> So, like, we were beating each other up on Saturdays. I loved it. And from then on, really just became focused on football. And we did move after, in the middle of my eighth grade year from the town I grew up in, Russellville. We moved to Prattville. So I went to all four years of high school there. And in high school baseball, Jay, um, two things happened. I had a lot of success. Uh, but I had a coach, a high school coach, who – didn't really like the idea. It seemed to me, looking back on him, I mean, he just didn't really like the idea of football. He kind of hated football. And uh, like one day I had a, before baseball practice, I had a football out there tossing it around with a couple of teammates. And our coach just got furious and told me to put that blankety blank in football up, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it seemed to cause some problems. And, um, and so that I ran into a problem with the coach a little bit. He was not 
He was going to bench me. I didn't even really know why. There were no conversations. It was my junior year. He was benching me and not letting me play for whatever reason. And so I walked away from baseball that year, my junior year of high school. And then, um, again, and I was, you know, being, you know, pretty highly recruited. It felt like I had some attention, had some scholarships, all offers in, in football uh, really early. My first scholarship offer was Mississippi State in my sophomore year of high school. But then I went back out for baseball my senior year and uh, played and had some success and began to be recruited a little bit as a baseball player. I was not going to be a drafted kid in baseball because I didn't pitch. Um, Had I pitched, you know, maybe you could have. But had some opportunities to play a little college baseball, but nothing like the attention I was getting in football. And so went that route and wound up at Mississippi State and uh, have not regretted any of it at all, ever. And did play some high school basketball in there too, you know, and really loved basketball, but everything else kind of took over. And what happened was that my senior year of high school, the final game, the playoff game, I got an injured shoulder, and that took me out of basketball my senior year, and so that pretty much ended basketball. So there's the history, Jay, right up to the commercial break. That's how the pros do it. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. That puts a smile on my face. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the question. Thank you. Lots of little minute details and stuff in there, but that's kind of the overall. And uh, then after college, get into media. I'm using my degree. I started in television, and then all my hair fell out, and now I'm in radio. And that's basically a true story. (laughs) That's how it works. All right, about this quarterback stuff and Tom Brady and all this. Let me me tell you a thought on that coming up next. It'll be for you, Gator Nation. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, rolling along with you here, hour one of the show on this hump day. We've gotten a little bit in here. We got... uh, I got to play the Humpty Dance song for you. Uh, we played Neck from the JSU Sonic Boom. We're um, passing along positive vibes. That's what uh, is going on. I realize that you know there's plenty, plenty, plenty of places with experts where you can go and get the bad news and the troubling news, albeit important news. There's plenty of places there. Um, And I realize that you come here primarily, whether it's 15 minutes or the full two hours, to have a good time and to maybe smile a little bit, laugh. I don't know. Just um, sports is your aside, and I understand that. So that's what we're trying to do, okay, and have a good time while we do it. Now, the biggest thing is uh, getting to hear from you. That, That Look, you know, I'm I'm sitting in the chair, but I get just as big a kick out of hearing from y'all as anything else. So uh, continue to text away and call. And uh, hit me up on the uh, country please and text line 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. It's a 601 number. That's uh, how you'll send your text. And then call me, same way Jay did up in Baltimore, 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. And, of course, Twitter, at Radio Wyatt. Love to hear from you. Hey to everybody who's watching, listening on Facebook. 
My man, Coach Wilk, David Wilkerson, Coach Wilk on uh, Facebook said, Matt, your show is replacing ESPN and Fineball. <laughs> Coach is at home. And his viewing and listening habits have shifted just a little bit. Glad to have you, Coach. (laughs) I appreciate that. Brian said on uh, my Facebook stream over here, he said, Our generations invented the backwards hat, though. I agree. It was us. The children of the 80s and early 90s. It's us. (laughs) That's right. Um, Lane wanted to know what words are the band singing in that song, and I have no earthly idea. We don't know. I mean, I don't know what the lyrics are. I just have no way of knowing. Keith on Facebook said, keep on keeping on, Matt. I know it's got to be tough right now. Praying for you and everybody with the show. Stay healthy, too. And miss Roger's voice. Trust me, Keith, we all are missing Roger's voice and his presence. He's kind of left a big old hole. And uh, we're working around it, you know, which is what he would want us to do. And let's see, Keith wants to know, could you play Ricky Tidwell's Mama's Gonna Play Football by Tim Wilson? Look, it is a great song. I do want to preview it first. We know that the late, great comedian Tim Wilson, uh, who's probably my all-time favorite, had a knack every now and then for slipping in a bad word here and there. (laughs) So I might have to go back and preview it first before I just, you know, YouTube it here on the show. And then finally on Facebook, Mike says, Hail State from Razorback Country. Hail State to you as well, and appreciate you watching the show. All right. Tom Brady is now a Tampa – how do you say it? Is he a, he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Yeah, that's how we say it. Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. See ya. Tom looked at Robert Kraft and Belichick and everybody and said, See ya. He gone. Head south. Somebody today was making a case. Go, oh, well, he's staying on the East Coast. Come on, man. That's two different countries. Tampa, Florida versus New England. Oh, he's still on the East Coast. How dumb does that take? What does that have to do with anything? I mean, that's like going, um, well, he left Tupelo, Mississippi and moved to Mexico. But he's still in the South. <sighs> how dumb is that? I mean, how, you get, how does somebody get paid to cover this stuff and get on like national radio or television and go, well, he's staying on the East Coast. What? Are you being serious? You can't be. Anyway, Tom Brady is now going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And everybody's talking about the ramifications. And there's a story, there literally is a story where the mayor in Buffalo, you know, Buffalo Bills, Big Arch rival, AFC East, the mayor in Buffalo is telling residents, hey, look, don't get out here and throw these big celebrations that you're planning because Tom Brady's leaving the Patriots because we're supposed to be social distancing right now. Corona virus. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Now, that's big news. It is. It shakes it up in that division, AFC East. We all know. Yes, he was there 20 years. Greatest ever. All this. But he's going to Tampa. What is the impact of Tom Brady going to Tampa. If he when he runs out there this fall for the Buccaneers, what is the impact? Is Tom Brady in Tampa enough of a game changer where all of a sudden that team and that organization overwhelms Drew Brees and Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints? Answer that for me. 
Well, I'll go ahead and tell you the answer. The answer is no. Yeah, but it's Tom Brady and he's pairing up with Bruce Aarons. Yeah, they're going to be a little better. They won't turn it over as much. Sure, yeah. Are they as good a football team as the Saints? No, is the answer. Matt Ryan's still going to be the QB in Atlanta. What about them? Got a ways to go. They're not there yet. But what about this Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater deal? Cam Newton is is being encouraged to seek a trade, which he is, and he'll find one. Somebody's going to want him. Unnamed texter on the uh, country pleasing text line says Cam needs to go to the house. <laughs> well, look, somebody's he'll play for somebody. He'll play for I don't know San Diego. Well, they pick him up. San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, showing my age on that one. You know, will it be them? Um, you look at the other teams in that division, it's not going to obviously be Kansas City. But what about the Raiders? Do the Raiders need a backup? Do they need a quarterback competition? you got to look at teams that might be in a position of having to have a one- or two-year guy play for them right now. Well, frankly, the Chargers are possibly an option there. We'll see on camp. But as it relates, again, to the Saints division, NFC South, Now you've got Bridgewater going to man the show in Carolina. With Teddy Bridgewater going to Carolina with that team, that's a really good football team. Yes, it is. got McCaffrey on that offensive side and all this. But is that enough of a game changer where that team can potentially, because of that one move at quarterback, overtake these other teams and organizations? Does that mean Carolina now is a leader in the clubhouse in that division and not New Orleans? No. New Orleans is still... Because Drew Brees is still there, and because Peyton is still there, and because Michael Thomas is still there, they still are the class of that division and going to be. That's my opinion. So Tom Brady to Tampa is not the most impactful quarterback carousel move that we have seen yet. This is. It's Phillip Rivers going to Indianapolis. Think back two years ago to that Colts team. They were really good, right? What, beat the Chiefs in the playoffs? that two years ago or three years ago? I'm losing track of the actual time frame. But it was a very good, very improving team, and then the Andrew Luck thing happened again, and then Brissett has been their quarterback. And he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great either. You know, he's just serviceable. But they had a very good football team, in my opinion, around him. And they built that team where what they really were missing was quarterback. Offensive line, very good in Indianapolis. They they took some time to build it up around Andrew Luck, who's no longer there. Mack, the running back, is better than average. He's, in my opinion, an upper-level NFL running back. Now he's not Derrick Henry, who's in the same division, but he's good. And then you look at pass catchers. Uh, that they have in Indianapolis. Those two tight ends, uh, Ebron and and Doyle. T.Y. Hilton's still there. They've got plenty of targets. they got plenty of offensive line. And Phillip Rivers is a fit on that team. And look at what division they're in. So Tennessee, really good, running the ball, right? Yes, and they go franchise tag here this week. They're running back Derrick Henry. Now, this is not me saying the Colts are going to automatically take over that division. But they were one, two games off of these other guys this past year, right? 
That's basically what they were. They're right there with Tennessee and Houston. And so with Phillip Rivers and that offensive line and those pass catchers and those tight ends and that running back in Indianapolis, that offense, whose offense do you like the best in terms of being balanced and a multi-level threat in that division? Is it Houston? Yeah, I know they have DeAndre, I mean, uh, 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 Watkins. I can't think of the first name. Former Clemson quarterback. Drawing a blank. I know they have the quarterback, but they just traded Hopkins away. Their best offensive player. For, as Deion Sanders said, a four, a two, and a who. They took a step back on offense. All right, what about Tennessee? They just signed up Tannehill long-term. He's pretty good. But it's still going to be a one-dimensional type thing as they get into crunch time. If everybody's healthy, the one quarterback move in this carousel that can take a team right to the front of their division, it's not Tom Brady in Tampa. It might be, but I don't think it is. Certainly on paper, it looks a whole lot more like it's Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis to me. That's just one man's opinion. So if we kick it off, we play the games this fall, and I turn out to be wrong, y'all come back and let me know. But guess what? Probably not going to be wrong about that. That's how confident I am. Breaking news, Jacksonville is trading quarterback Nick Foles to Chicago for the Bears' compensatory fourth-round pick. How about that? How about that? What do you think about it? Text away. Call me. We'll talk about it next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Hey, coming up to uh, start us off in hour number two, if everything goes according to plan, we'll start hour number two off uh, in about a little over 15 minutes from now. We'll start off with John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State. Kind of get an update. There are some uh, recent updates, at least in terms of the last time you and I talked, and you know, a lot of it does center around the fact the SEC uh, put out the notice yesterday right around 2 p.m. when this show went off the air. They were canceling. It's done. It's over. Canceling all of the spring sports uh, stuff here as a part of the 2019-20 season. The next time that there will be any official sports gatherings, practices, meetings, media, anything with the SEC – will be for next year. In other words, this fall. On that note, there was a conference call, a media call, earlier today, early this morning, where Greg Sankey is on this teleconference with media members from all over the place answering questions. Um, A lot of that made it to Twitter. Here are some of the high points. I want you to have these. Sankey is optimistic 
that the 2020 football season will be unaffected by the coronavirus outbreak. Listen to that word. He is optimistic. Okay, so in other words, it was not emphatic. Now, yeah, we definitely plan on it. It's, it's unknown. Okay, here are some quotes. Now, let's see. Yeah, all right. Here's a quote from Sankey on the conference call. Our focus is on preparing for the 2020 fall seasons as currently scheduled. That would be football. We will obviously think of everything going forward, but hope, but my hope is we will return to our normal experiences and we will be part of that celebration in the fall, comma, but we'll have to see. Sankey asked, uh, was asked if he could see the crisis affecting the football season. He said plans are going forward as normal. Quote, I'm a glasses half full person. He said that plans are still on for SEC football media days in Atlanta in July. And then he went on to say, but I think everyone understands that could change. His quote was, we're going to prepare for disruption, but we're going to plan that in July we're going to have the media day's opportunity. In other words, we we don't know. If you wanted an overall thing, this was basically a teleconference today where every answer pointed to this. As of right now, everything's still on in the fall, but dot, dot, dot. We got to wait and see. That just gives you a kind of a clear indication of how uncertain anything and everything is. And that's where we are. Now, one thing that is certain is I'm going to be here talking to you every day until the Lord calls me home. That's one thing that is certain. So we're going to have a good time one way or the other. Uh, quickly, over here on the Country Pleasing text line, Brian in Tupelo says, how are they going to tell you not to wear your hat backwards when your generation invented it? I totally agree with that, Brian. appreciate you listening and texting me on the Country Pleasing text. Uh, Bama in Madison said, I don't think everyone knows the economic impact all the cancellations have on our economy, sports, parties, events, travel, etc., I wouldn't hesitate to say this amount could easily be in the trillions before this is all over. What's your take? Bama, I'm with you. The economic impact of all this is... uh, Is it unprecedented? Really? Think about it. Think about, give me another example in our lifetime of something that shut not our economy, but the world's economy down, like brought it to a screeching halt for a period of time. We're just kind of sitting and waiting, you know, as compared to normal activity. Yeah, I don't know what the long-term impact is going to be, but could it be in the trillions? Sure. Absolutely it could. Slippery when Rhett says it's getting rough. 
I just had to. Uh, wait, wait a minute. He said, "I just spent ten minutes moving shopping carts out of parking spots at Lowe's, and I've lost my faith in humanity. It's getting rough. I just had to give a guy my respiratory gear so he can run supplies to people. Goodness. But look, you know about the shopping cart thing, Rhett. Listen to this. This is true and will forever be true. A little adversity does not build character; it reveals it." Okay, it reveals it. And tough times like this, it will show you, it will point out to you very clearly the good people and will point out very clearly the bad ones. So you just keep your eyes peeled, right? And for me and you, every day, let's get up and let's work on ourselves our own character, who we are and what we do when people aren't looking, when nobody's looking, but you and God, who are you and what are you? Work on your heart. Work on that integrity. Work on that character every day. Work on it. You're not perfect, but work on it, okay? So that every little thing is becomes even more identifiable to the losers out there. And I hate to put it so bluntly, but that's just the way it is. Peanut Butter Falcon on the Country Pleasing Text says, I have a friend in the Medicaid office that said yesterday's applications for food stamps were three times higher than any other day ever, and we aren't getting it as bad as a lot of states. Um, and then we have an unnamed text that said 9-11 attacks shut down the economy. And they did, but looking back on that, in ter- you know, it was relatively quick for most of the country getting back to normal activity in terms of out and going and getting around and going to ball games, right? Like what was it within a week or two, we had George Bush throwing out the first pitch at a Yankees game. So, I mean, this is different in that regard. This is different in that regard. This is all there is to it. Uh, we're going to finish it up here with these uh, texts. Slippery Winret responded. He said, I think this crisis is an opportunity to show how powerful our churches can be. He said, I know that mine is running groceries and supplies to our vulnerable seniors. That's a hard word to say for me. Vulnerable <laughs> seniors. And, and you said, even I am pitching in, however begrudgingly. Yeah. No, you do what you have to do. Look, Rhett, Neil Price was on here yesterday. And my dad said something similar last week, worded a little differently. Neil worded it a little differently yesterday. Y'all can go back. The podcast is posted for you. And I'll get the um, the video of Neil's interview posted as well. We can go back and listen to it. The basic idea was, you know, the hope is that a situation like this, this kind of adversity, the where we're collectively sort of locking arms and partnering with our fellow citizens, those we don't even really know and those we can't even really see, and we're all doing our part together, that that can be a good thing, that that can overshadow some of these big differences and super divisiveness that we have had, and maybe the kindness 
and love that it takes to get through all this kind of stuff can start to actually overcome a lot of those things and and we can be better for having gone through this when it's all over. And that is a hope. But on an individual level, really for all of us, Rhett, now how are we going to use this time? I, I'm going to give you a little testimony here before the music starts. i got like 30 seconds. In my life, I have been closest to God, walked close the as close as I ever have with the Holy Spirit and stayed in my Bible the best at the times when I was the most desperate. Now it'd be great if when things are rosy and going well, that that's when I'm closest and that's when I'm in my Bible the best. <laughs> but that ain't the way I am. And I'm, you know, just like a little kid, you know, I get the most desperate, that's when I turn my attention to where it ought to be. And that's okay. And if that's where we get, if we all get good and desperate and it humbles us and it turns our focus to really where it ought to be all the time, it may be tough. It may be awful. We may have some really hard times to have to get through. Sure. And there may be some really rough things to deal with. There's a chance to come out of it better than we were before. That's what you have to do. Respond to that adversity. All right, hour two coming up. What about this sports world? What about this elimination of spring sports in the SEC? Let's talk about some of that with John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State. Coming up to start hour number two, right here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 